I'm Justin Hancock. And I'm Meg John Barker. And together, this is... The Meg John and Justin... Podcast. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> we're quite softly spoken because we're in a cafe today. Yes, we're in a cafe. Mm-hmm. We are in the Queen Elizabeth's Hall, I think. And uh, we've just been to see a show at the Hayward Gallery, haven't we? We have. We've Kiss been to see genders. Kiss My Genders. And I bought the t-shirt and everything. And uh, you went in and bought the T-shirt. Yes, it's in teal on a black background. Teal? Yeah. Is it? I thought it was black. It's a, well, it's a black T-shirt with right. the teal words, Kiss My Genders, oh, right. yeah, on yeah, it. Yes, teal. it was yeah, teal yeah. or pink that you could choose. Right. And the person who sold it me was very adamant that it was teal rather than blue. Do we want to talk about the experience of you of what happened when we went to the shop, or is it? Okay, I mean, this is this is really why I want to do a podcast about the exhibition and big them up because they had my book in the shop. <laughs> life isn't binary. Yeah, me and Alexi and Taffy's most recent, and um, that was really exciting because it's newly out. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, I've not even finished it yet. Right, I'm like uh, halfway through. Yeah, very much enjoying it. It's a really good book. I'm really get. glad you think so. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like there's not there's kind of it's probably one of the peak moments of life when you've written something and you see it in a bookshop i, th- yeah. I think yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um and you had uh, and you're getting a lot of affirmation from the the person behind the counter as well yes they were awesome brand. um yeah and we talked a bit about the exhibition and what putting it on has been like mm. um particularly with all the trans moral panic going on mm-hmm. and they've had some some rubbish on twitter and things so i also feel even more minded to kind of big up this exhibition yeah. as a really great um, part of you know queer London and yeah. trans um, yeah like as we head into Pride season with uh, London Pride and then a few trans prides coming up around the country yeah. it'd be really yeah great if you're in London to go and see this exhibition I reckon yeah so it's on until the 8th of September uh, mm-hmm. the Hayward Gallery um, and it's like 15 quid mm. to 12 quid for concessions I think yeah. and it's free if you're a member mm-hmm. um, and it's a really big show taking up all of the Hayward Gallery space yeah um, and I think there's an emphasis on non-binary gender with this yeah it's sort of said about of um, yeah that was really their thinking with it to sort of um, it's about gender identity and gender fluidity mm-hmm. but pretty much everyone represented was some variety of yeah gender non-binary mm-hmm. often using gender neutral pronouns like I do the they pronouns yep. um, so yeah it wasn't even like a trans exhibition it was specifically a non-binary exhibition yep. or a gender queer exhibition um, and that's pretty amazing like yep. there's um there's the Museum of Transology, which I think is now in Brighton, which is a trans exhibition. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a number of kind of shows and things going around. Um, uh, there's like trans- Transpose that happens. But, mm-hmm. you know, to see it, to see a whole like focus on non-binary and genderqueer mm. exhibition in a kind of fairly mainstream location felt incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's a really mainstream location. It's like yeah. one of the London's major art galleries right. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. as part of the South Bank Centre. So mm-hmm. it is a big deal in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um uh, so we just kind of went around as like a kind of a work slash play outing. Absolutely. You know, we have fun together as well. <laughs> uh, it was fun. Well, we had a nice, me- we started with a meta conversation about how one does a gallery yeah. with a friend, like what, what our preferred way of doing it is, which um, I agreed with you, which is like you, yeah. you kind of go, you separate off and then you kind of meet up at the end of each room yeah. and sort of talk about what you like the most and yeah. show the other person if they haven't seen it already and yeah. then kind of move on to the next room. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Really. Of all fell apart when there were these long video pieces. It really fell apart and then. I, I was like, going, where have you gone? I was like, right. I went round looking for you in all the oh different no. video rooms. <laughs> I, I, but I had to go to the loo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, gender neutral loos. Very it's just, nice. I mean, yeah. it's just, 
I mean, they didn't even, oh, this is the thing that really irritates me about the whole toilet issue. Yeah. Just explain what is in the toilet on the door. Yeah. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. Yeah. And I was like, here is a toilet with, so I was placing two options. Here's a toilet just for cubicles. Here is a toilet with urinals and cubicles. Yeah. So I chose that one. Yeah. I won't go into any detail of what I did after that point. <laughs> you don't need to know. No one needs to know. No one needs to know about no. that. But, uh, um, although I'm drinking peppermint tea now, so that yeah, you know, might, might give you some idea. Clear, do, we, do we really need to give listeners <laughs> <laughs> a clear as to what? I'll refer back to our episode about toilets yes, and toileting. Absolutely. Yeah. We did do one about that. We're not even joking. We might come back to toilets because one of the art pieces was related to toilets. Yeah. Yeah. I already forgotten what that I will anyway. I will talk about that at some point. Anyway, yes, it was nice and yeah, we were saying about the I mean for me the exhibition as well, the feeling of um yeah, like being the norm I suppose mm. in an exhibition as a non binary person, like like I was literally reflected everywhere. Yeah. In fact one of the one of the halls does has have mirrors as part of it, which we can talk about in a moment. Mm. But um yeah, like see, seeing other non-binary and genderqueer people everywhere like going back to the 70s as well yeah. and all around the world because there's quite a good kind of sense of like um yeah different countries being represented mm. albeit like most is from the uk and the us um yeah, yeah that felt really there was something very warm like i felt a real embodied sense mm-hmm. of of warmth and belonging mm. and welcome and you know wouldn't it be great if the, the whole world was like this yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, like no one's going to misgender you in that exhibition. In fact, the the person in the shop was saying everybody had had gender training as part of all of this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm. I mean, everyone should have mm-hmm. gender training anyway, maybe. Yep. But, uh, Absolutely. <laughs> well, Gendered I mean, intelligence. Get, give them a call. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They will come and run your training course. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, mm. but I guess that's something to reflect on a bit more, isn't it? Just mm. in terms of like, what it's like to feel seen and we're kind of reflecting on this because we both have different gender identities I'm a Mm. cis guy um, and so I feel even if I'm going to see an artist that is like a cis woman I still feel very like um, Mm. I still feel like everything kind of speaks to me a lot and I kind of understand it through I guess through this kind of very binary idea of um, Mm. that that often is presented to as an art gallery but also the space um, it felt very different like the space in the Hayward Gallery where we were just at it felt like a space where um, I certainly felt welcomed but mm. I felt like it was really great that, I could, that, that you were welcomed as well it was like, yeah. like I, don't, I don't want to sound a bit condescending but it, it is that kind of thing of they're going to some just even just this very simple thing with the toilets is that I'm like, oh, yeah. Know, we can all pee. Yes, we can exactly. all do that yeah, if yeah, we need yeah, to, or yeah, we'll do yeah. something else. I don't, you know, whatever we need to do in toilets. But you know, and, and like, also, yeah. I guess the thing is, is that there is a lot of queer um, art now happening in kind of in like mainstream um, <laughs> exhibitions. But mm. the norm and the default still is for non-queer artists, and, and particularly the big shows. Yeah, and particularly, I guess there's yeah the stuff about how you know male art has often been privileged so a lot of feminist art will really question like what kind of materials get privileged and what kind of what kind of artworks and so on and then there's sort of that whole thing about the male gaze in film and arts and how like you know a lot of film and a lot of art is you know almost designed assuming a kind of male viewer so it felt really great to be somewhere where you know it was all it was all the art designed for a queer 
view or a trans view I'm not sure like I guess mixture some things I felt like there were things I could read into it because Mm -hmm. of my familiarity which again felt like a bit of a yay you know it's like it's speaking direct to me like Mm. I could interpret things that maybe you Mm. know a cis person who isn't immersed in this area might not have seen other things I guess they were trying to more be towards a cis gaze in the sense of being a bit provocative or hoping to to be yeah, upsetting yeah. Or, or bothering to, you know, threatening in some way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a mixture there. But, yeah, I definitely felt like, yeah, like almost seen and hailed as a viewer in yeah. a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just speaking about the um, how often it's uh, cis men who are the default um, and everyone else not. Uh, mm. I went to see the Lee Krasner exhibition mm. at the Barbican this week. Lee Krasner mm. um, is an abstract, abstract expressionist who, sadly, is probably well, mo- well, most well-known for being Jackson Pollock's yeah. wife. We yeah. talked about this when mm. we went to the Barbican exhibition. Yeah, actually. the one about couples. Yeah. And actually, Lee mm. Krasner's work is so, so much more exciting yeah. than Jackson Pollock's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, it's, uh, and she was doing this work before she met Jackson Pollock, and it's like, it's just one of the... It's, mm. There are... I think that there is, that the culture has changed around the kinds of art that gets shown, but yeah. there is something still different between, like the show that we saw at the Barbican, which we did um, about the, about the avant garde and yeah. the, the different, different ways of doing gender, sexuality, yeah. and re- relationships. Mm. Um, there is something different between that and what we just saw, which is all about non-binary, and it is like. Um, I think there's like a, a moment where people are getting it as well. You know, yeah. like people are really um, like your book is really timely. Um, Life isn't binary. Thank uh, you. And people are loving it. And mm. um, what I really I mean to talk about life isn't binary for a second. What I really hope that that we also get from that is that once we've started to understand to understand gender binary more, mm. and that's uh, looking at okay, let's look at all the other binaries. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah and I felt there was a little bit of that in the exhibition as well there were ones that there were pieces that gestured towards other binaries I'm trying to remember I liked Catherine as well yeah Catherine Opie. Opie, that's it. yeah 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 so there were those landscapes uh, mm. but also the portraits that they were doing as well so um, yeah you really liked they well, we both really liked the, there was a picture in there of um, a sunset mm. over a sea. Uh, is this the one you're referring mm, to? Mm. And um, the horizon is bang in the middle of the picture. It's yeah. like a vertical kind of portrait picture. And the horizon's bang in the middle, and the blue of the sky yeah. is almost indistinguishable from the blue of the end of the horizon. Yeah. Uh, and you so see where's the, really the sea choppy end water and the stu- in front yeah. of you, and then you, obviously it gets smoother and, and wisps of clouds in the sky. But obviously that's. So there is like this idea of um, that, I think, was about. Mm. That was a non-binary picture, I think, which is really moving. I thought. Yeah, and then the 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 movie we watched at the end, Jenkin Van Zyl, um, who's um, a Londoner, um, non-binary, and um, it was questioning things like front and backstage, mm-hmm. like you know, like the film sometimes went kind of backstage and sometimes was mm. the film, and also self and other, yeah. which is a binary that Alex and I talk about, and yeah. life isn't binary. So that yeah, there were a few that were kind of going a bit beyond just the the male female binary i guess yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i think the um yeah, i wanted to say something about the mirrors though like it's in a way a possible criticism of the of, mm. of um the exhibition because there are these mirrors in the second room so you're kind of walking around seeing lots of portraits mm. of uh non-binary people 
and genderqueer people and then you're kind of catching yourself in the mirror and I just thought given like I guess a lot of trans and non-binary people are likely to come to this and a lot of us have gender dysphoria like to just suddenly catch ourselves in the mirror yeah and then it also made me think about you know again which non-binary people are visible yeah i think the exhibition did do quite a good job in terms of intersectionality certainly mm-hmm. in, around race yeah um but again there's this sort of i think a lot of the pictures are of what you know might be seen as very attractive non-binary people mm. and certain kinds of non-binariness mm. um so again if you're wandering around not feeling so great about how you look and you've suddenly got all these really beautiful images you know that have been really curated you know people have really put on their outfits usually and then been photoshopped and what have you like it's like quite full on to then come across an image of yourself so they might have maybe given Mm. a content note about that or thought a bit about what does the use of mirrors do yeah so these mirrors are kind of like attached to that these free floating um screens on which on which there are a lot of photographs Mm. um in one of the rooms and I didn't really get the point of it I thought it was um, I thought there's something a little bit um, I'm going to use the word like shabby in the way that that was put together it mm. was it was just kind of um, I guess there is like although it is like questioning a binary because they're so the front so uh, let me try to describe this so um, there are these like free floating kind of walls where they're showing the mm. pictures and the walls were then and then behind the wall um, you could see that, that there was all the plywood and yeah. like um, a weight at the bottom keeping them standing up so again thinking, they're questioning the front and maybe backstage aren't yeah, they yeah. so maybe that's what mm. it's trying to do but then they had these mirrors there attached to the sides of yeah. these free floating walls which and we've got those criticisms about that but I felt that that was um, uh, thinking about it I guess if I think about it that way it makes them more interesting but I wasn't sure that it was doing again it's what does it open up what does it close yeah. down which is the question we always ask towards to yeah. get behind bound binaries because actually when I was first walking around it I was catching myself in the mirror and it was making me feel included mm. and feeling like wow you know there's an image of me mm. and here's an image by Del the Grace Volcano and it's like that's all yeah. you know I'm part of this and then I wonder what it would be like going around as a cis person and yeah. catching yourself in the mirror and you know does it invite you into seeing yourself as part of gender diversity as a whole mm. or is it a bit alienating because you're not in the images I and mean, honestly the, yeah. I was just checking my hair out right. I had a haircut it's a strong hair it's a strong hair do right okay yeah, yeah no it's good um <laughs> So, so yeah, the mirrors, I think the mirrors open stuff up and close it down. Yeah. But I do think it's the kind of thing to let, you know, there's a lot of warnings around strobe lighting, rightly, mm-hmm. and also around sexual images mm-hmm. where, where there are some in the, yeah. and you think, well, you could also warn around mirrors, you know, if, yeah. you think, if you're thinking about um, trans and non-binary people yeah. going around here. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's definitely a thing to think about yeah. often also, you know, we might often feel scrutinised generally being out in public and certainly mm. trans non-binary folk um, yeah. I guess also like other folk too right the, 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 the expression well, is talking anyone about anyone whose body doesn't yeah. fit the so-called norm you know with the ideal yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Um, and it kind of maybe it kind of reinforces that idea mm. just more generally in terms of like reviewing the uh, exhibition yes. honestly um, I was not that moved by a lot of it Mm. Um, we were just discussing whether that's to do with um, my gender Mm. uh, and who it speaks to there were one or two pieces I thought were wonderful yeah also I'm feeling a little bit under the weather that might be part of it Mm. but um, I mean is this is there a thing there about um, you know like when you 
to ask you like a question as if I'm interviewing you. <laughs> when you've been to a... Yes. <laughs> and Jay did like, uh, I'm a famous person, shake of the head. Though, which is very, uh, they're doing it again. What, um, <laughs> no, I got is that there from. a sense to which, I mean, we mm. talked about this earlier, but is there a sense of like, um, when you go to other art shows, um, yeah. it's mostly like, you know, cis people and also like the, the famous cis yeah. men that we know. Like, do you find that it's like, is it, is it a turn off in that way and was it I mean to what extent was the the just the idea of having a load of non-binary art yeah. really you know however whatever the content of that art mm. was how did, you know how did that make you feel yeah I think to have it again it, it felt a bit like going to transpose or something like that sense of like the celebration mm. of trans and non-binary people which I feel like is such a good counter to what's going on in wider culture yeah um and so important and I guess yeah both both the exhibition and the book sh- the bookshop gave me that feeling of like whoa here's a load of the people I know I follow yeah. on Twitter like I'm yeah. seeing them all in one place that's really lovely like they're people who we support each other quite a lot yeah. um, and then here's a bunch of people I've never met or never heard of before mm. again some from the past some from the present yeah. people I'm like literally going to go away with this book and look everybody up on Twitter and follow sure. a bunch of new people yeah. Um, so yeah in a way content aside that's just such a Mm. uh, such an important thing and such a valuable thing and then yeah I guess the the content yeah like I say it's the portrait both the portrait galleries I think you and I were both like not like well this is setting the world on fire yeah but it was really nice yeah um but again there was this extra element for me I think of seeing this kind of diversity of folks and and being able to read them and yeah yeah, like again like being familiar with some of their other work sometimes they hadn't chosen the strongest work from the artists as well I I felt like Della Grace Volcano is a good example of where I think there's other there's other pictures that are even stronger than some of the ones that got included yeah one of the things that the exhibition points out is that actually um, a lot of the themes of the show uh, I mean some of the work is very political yeah a couple of the pieces that I really liked were um political and were um, about trans activism yeah um, but then a lot of them were really about a as you were talking about like a celebration of um, uh, of imagery of like non-binary imagery and yeah. stuff and actually you know that is really and even just like a like portrayals of joy as we talked about in yeah. uh, last episode I think the portrait galleries that was it it was just like it was, it was really sexy it was really joyful yeah. really beautiful a lot of a lot of sci-fi fantasy type imagery woven in made it yeah. quite exciting yeah. to look at um, yeah it was more that wasn't it it wasn't really being political as such yeah um, but I guess that yeah. is I guess I think that's the point they're making in the in the show is that mm. that, that, that is political that when yeah. when yeah. the narratives around uh, trans and trans non-binary identities but also non-binary identities because mm. that's uh, it's like it's there are like specific kinds of like narratives around both mm. and both of those things separately yeah totally uh, because it's like oh no we have to remember to say they pronouns and that's really difficult <laughs> even though we've been using they as a pronoun for centuries anyway yes. uh, <laughs> but you know when yeah. when a particular identity is constantly being written as uh, talked about as a problem yeah. as something which is oh we've got to give these people rights now you know that kind of narrative mm-hmm. and it's like and this show is like well 
we're not even really saying that. Yeah. This is like this is what this is. That's true. What would it have it? been if every single thing had been gesturing to like they pronouns or you know making yeah. a, a political statement? No, it's it's almost like this is not what it's about. This is this is an exhibition for you where we don't have to make the outward facing argument for yeah. your legitimacy. We're yeah. just going to show you amazing photographs of people like you. Yeah. And show you the history. You know that going back to like the early seventies in some cases. Yeah. You know. Of, of um, yeah. artists, yeah, who were playing with gender or being yeah. non-binary, yeah, and it's not a debate. I mean, yeah. the, the um, these, uh, you know, the the people in the exhibition are all there, and I think that's the thing is that the representations, mm. many of which were very beautiful yeah. and joyful, uh, and all about pleasure, mm. um, and you know, being a pleasure to look at, is in itself a really important political mm-hmm. thing. That's right. Um, did you want to say anything about any of the ones that you liked? I mean, I really liked the self-portraits of uh, Luciano Castelli. Yeah, those were uh, Many because I just thought they were really sexy. They were really <laughs> sexy. Yeah, really beautiful and really sexy. Uh, yeah. Um, and um, the thing that really struck me about those was, was that they were taken in the early 70s. Right, they, they were, were that all, early, yeah. Yeah, and they're all self-portraits and, like, we're using a self-timer. Mm. And I was thinking, well, yeah, you know... That's how non-binary folk would have would have to have created art. Yeah, you know, and you uh-huh. know, it's like, and also, I think that's a thing that made me. The other thing that made me think of was how selfies are now um, much more of a political act, aren't they? Like yeah. we own, when we're owning the image of a selfie, yeah, and we can, you know, pose in the way that we think makes us um, look the way we want to look. Absolutely. Um, rather than somebody else controlling that image, and the, the self consent involved mm. in taking a selfie and taking those kinds of images, and then how you, and then choosing how you present them to the world is really well. That's right. You know what would have been a nice addition actually to this exhibition would have been something there's, so there was the hashtag um, on Twitter a couple of years ago this is what non-binary looks like mm-hmm. um, which I think Fox Fisher and Owl had kind of spearheaded and right. um, you know you got all these really interesting and great selfies from people and then you got these extra kind of like mm-hmm. layers of you know people saying well it's just this is all of young people we need older mm-hmm. people or this yeah. is all of white people we need people of colour or this is all of skinny people we need fat people and it's like that would have been a really nice thing to have in the exhibition something yeah. around that whole hashtag and what happened with it um, in yeah. terms of in terms of visual representation of non-binariness yeah, yeah it would have kind of yeah it kind of links in really nicely I think also there's mm. a thing I mean uh, I don't know whether they've missed a trick here or not but um, you know from your work I've learned that um, a third of people identify in some way as being non-binary they, they yeah experience they think of, experience themselves yeah experience themselves as to some extent the other gender neither gender or both genders yeah. obviously it's still based on a binary understanding of yeah. gender that study yeah. but yeah it was over a third of people yeah. experienced themselves in some way as what we might think of as trans and non-binary yeah. but if you were to ask people to tick form what is their mm. what is their gender most people were ticking male or female or whatever well exactly so it's about how we so it's about how it's construed isn't it so mm. if the I mean um Politically, this is about non-binary folk and non-binary artists, so that's really important yeah. that we don't lose that. But then there is also a kind of, um, mm. you know, looking at, for example, how age and disability yeah. um, 
intersect with gender yeah. in a way that often is read as non-binary when people don't necessarily want it. To well, abso- absolutely, yeah. There's some. I'm just um, editing a book um, with a couple of colleagues, Joss Twist and Kat Gupta, at the moment, and Ben Vincent was also involved, um, which is about intersections and non-binary. And yeah. we had some really interesting pieces on disability and fatness as well, and right. how those things, you know, you might get yeah, you might get read as genderless when you don't want to get read as genderless, mm. or yeah. that they. But sometimes you have to foreground disability rather than non-binariness. If you want to access certain services, you right. can't be disabled and non-binary simultaneously. Yeah. Uh, fatness renders your body non-binary in some ways and not in others. It's yeah, some really interesting yeah. stuff on those intersections again, which would be nice to see dug into a bit more. But there were some, you know, I, I mean, I was. It was great to see. Um, people like um, Ajamu from Huddersfield, who was born in the 1960s and has been writing, has been doing kind of black queer art for years. Um, oh, the co-founder of Ruckus. So yeah, I've, I've heard of that. Um, so you know, I guess a kind of um, history of kind of black queerness in the UK that I wasn't sort of familiar with that yeah. was represented there. Yeah. Um, and then Amru al Khadi as well, who was um, thinking about um, being a person of Muslim her- heritage and mm-hmm. being, um, I think, non-binary or certainly this um, drag there. And there's a yeah. really nice picture using this triple exposure, so you get almost yeah, like three really images clever. in, in yeah. one. Um, so, yeah, I think there, there was a nice thinking about the intersections with non-binary and what yeah. it means to be a person of faith and non-binary or a person of colour and non-binary yeah. going Definitely. on there. Yeah. I liked Silent, so this was another oh, yes. another video by Pauline Bowdry and Renata Lorenz. I should say I'm apologising for anyone whose name I'm not pronouncing correctly because I'm not I'm reading them off the, the pamphlet. <laughs> um, but so, so this was a, like a version of um, John Cage's legendary Four, four Minutes Thirty Three. Yes, uh, which you can actually buy the sheet music from uh, from Foils. Mm. Uh, it's very good. Um, the first bit, the, there is direction. You close the piano lid, yeah, and that's it. I like um, it because um, my my favourite Buddhist author Pema Chodron references this as a kind of mindfulness. You know, okay. that when it was performed in concert, mm-hmm. you know, everybody was just like, "What's going on?" Like yeah. it's completely silent. Yeah, there's magis- musicians on the stage, but nothing's. You know, there's no music. Yeah, yeah. or is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really like John Cage. Yeah, this is. Um, but so, I mean, do we want to give away spoilers for this? Because it is like a. I mean, I think it's not a spoiler to say that it's silent because it. no. the name is silence. You know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about what it. Yeah. So I th- if you want to, uh, you should. If you're in London or near London, I think you should go see it. Yeah. It's, it's. It's. This piece in particular, I really enjoyed. We both liked, yeah. although we went in separately. It was beautiful. But basically, um, before you go in, you have to put on some very big slippers. Over like, your shoes. Over your shoes. So yeah. I had these giant, giant slippers. Oh, did you get the really they were big like ones? Clown shoes. Yeah, mine, mine were small. Um, and mm. and then you go in, and the room that you go into that you have to like pad into is yeah. all white. Yeah. And it's got like a white kind of soft floor. Yeah. Um, like made out of some kind of fabric or spongy. Yeah. Type thing. So the room is really quiet. And then the. Um, the film projected is um, a reinterpretation of John Cage's Formula 33 mm. um, Aaron Negro performing yeah yeah um, 
and it's in the performances in Berlin, I think, mm-hmm. isn't it? On like a busy in a public Berlin, square, in a yeah. Public square. So mm. there is like ambient sound that yeah. you can hear, um, and they are um, looking into the camera yeah. behind some microphones. That's really powerful, isn't it? Well, they're they're a trans feminine person of color. And so for me, watching it, I was immediately in kind of the statistics about how trans feminine people of colour are, you know, disproportionately murdered um, and, you know, high rates of suicide as well. And like we have Trans Day of Remembrance to remember because that many trans feminine people of colour are killed every year. And it's like it felt like I don't know if that was deliberate, but that felt like what was coming to my mind a lot. And then um, they were looking at the camera often and you know like moving between almost seeming shy or seeming like fierce or seeming sad like I think there were tears at some point like there was so much feeling and it felt to me yeah that was the other time I felt another binary was questioned was vulnerability and strength Mm. it felt like they were both intensely vulnerable Mm. and I felt myself intensely vulnerable kind of making eye contact with them almost mm. but also intensely strong and it made me think about how vulnerability and strength can can often come together yeah. like that it felt like it was depicting those two things and it was also bringing those two things up in me you yeah. know as somebody living at this time as a yeah. trans person so yeah I thought that was just knockout and yeah. beautiful yeah it was really um, there's, I guess there's another binary there is that I just felt very comfortable in the room mm. uh, because of all the softness in the floor and the walls mm. and wearing these giant slippers but also <laughs> uncomfortable because there is someone there from um, an identity a community of people who are some of the most vulnerable people in the world and in a public square and there is a point that someone walks past and is kind of looking back like almost laughing like you're like yeah actually they are really vulnerable standing up there with these in front of these microphones like to be to be visible at all is an act of extreme kind of strength and vulnerability simultaneously yeah and also the whiteness of the room that we're in oh my god yeah I hadn't thought of that and that we're having to keep it white by wearing these ridiculous slippers Mm. Um, which mm. in retrospect I would like a pair of but there yeah. so that was a really powerful piece mm-hmm. yeah definitely um, uh, you know the more we talk about it the more I probably uh, enjoyed the show good but um, I also I was really struck how water kept coming up like even right. in the so there was a video that was um, I didn't realise when I was watching it but it's set in Blackpool Mm. and it was about the kind of gay and drag scene in Blackpool mm-hmm. um, so that was really interesting to me as a northerner who used to go to Blackpool a lot as yeah. a kid um, but they had you know some shots of the sea in that but they also had this shot of the sea in like you were saying Catherine O.P. O.P.'s yeah. um, you know and another one of them that was set in New York a kind of back in back in the 70s New York kind mm. of set of images in the portrait gallery also had the Hudson River in yeah. at the beginning and end and I was just like yeah for me I'm so into the water you know I always like to sit by the Thames when I'm in London and by the sea when I'm in Brighton and yeah there was something about the way water was being and maybe something to do with fluidity or I don't know I liked yeah. it I liked seeing the water as well as seeing the pictures of people what can I say oh, we both like this um, Flo Brooks um, oh, who's actually from Brighton lives in Bri- works in Brighton as well um, paintings you bend you bend but it's still a trap and yes sir back off tell me who I am again they were both like a bit comic-y 
Yes, think, oh, this is the cleaning products one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And it felt like it was making some clever kind of puns and jokes around like trans people in toilets, um, you know, seen as polluting toilets. Like yeah. it, it made me think of Francis Ray White, who's a sociologist who writes about trans and toilets and how actually we're just the latest in a long line of others who have been excluded from from toilets like it right, used to be working class women back in yeah. the 19th century who were excluded from toilets because they were seen they were going to make them a brothel and right, then like yes. obviously disabled bodies have been excluded from toilets and fat bodies and people from certain cultures who use blood, who use toilets in different ways to the way yeah. westerners use them um, black people obviously black people under segregated yeah. societies and um, gay, gay men in yeah. terms of like cottaging so like there's yeah. been this whole like really interesting and troubling history that's of really who gets to use the toilet yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah like, I like the fact that's been put in historical context by Francis Ray White and then it felt like Flo Brooks was also in their art you know doing something quite interesting around you know what happens in those spaces and who's considered dirty and abnormal and other yeah yeah it was extremely funny it was well. funny yeah um, and um, it was one of the two I guess like specifically political pieces in there mm. uh, there was another one downstairs yes that the, was by um, yeah, Juliana Huxtable yeah. yeah which was also great trans yeah. empire and it was almost like taking on a lot of the discourses against trans people and kind yeah. of making them as if like we were deliberately trying to do those things like you know yeah, yeah we're gonna we're deliberately gonna corrupt your children or you know yeah. like change society dismantle gender whatever yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think just um, as like a response to it feels I don't know I don't, I'll ask you about this so mm. it, as a response to you know like transphobia mm. um, you know this is like a very affirmative response to transphobia I guess it's not even I guess mm. it's not even a direct response to transphobia but as a whole show but it's yeah. like a response of look here is our joy here yeah. you know we're making use of beauty and joy a pleasure and art and mm-hmm. the joy of going to see art and it's you know that's very political absolutely but in a different something very important but in a different way is kind of yeah there's i guess there's a standard response which is to hear the debate hear the voices against you and to say oh you're wrong yeah but the danger with that is it still shores up the idea that's a legitimate debate to be having at all if somebody says you know trans women don't exist or whatever and you come back and say this is the reasons why they do you're still kind of engaging in that sort of irrelevant conversation and I expose what CN Lester's Transpose and this do and Kate Donald's work, Juno Roche's work, um, Fox Fisher, um, a lot of these folks are much more about like creating something celebratory yeah. Um, yeah. rather than even engaging. Yeah, yeah, it's just like no, here's what here's what trans people do that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Campbell X, like yeah, there's just there's just so many. Like yeah. even just in the UK, there are just so many people doing that kind of work at the moment. Yeah, um, and that's what this that's what this exhibition kind of showcases. Yeah, in a really exciting way. Um, yeah, and it does yeah such a different thing than engaging in the debate against. Yeah, yeah even if you're myth busting, it kind of suggests that the myth is somehow a relevant thing. Yeah, to to, to respond to. Yeah, like but this is kind of yeah this is just moving away from that just not, not even yeah giving just, that debate any time yeah exactly yeah and the, you can't debate the existence of i mean trying to uh, debate the idea that trans people exist uh, against people who say that it it, it doesn't mm. it, um 
yeah, it shows up their arguments and shows that they that they that their arguments are in good faith and justified, and they never are. No. It just comes from a place of transphobia and hate. Yeah. But this is just you know this transcends that. And it's just, yeah. Look, here are trans non-binary people. Yeah. Yes. Here they are. Yes. There is no debate. Look, here they are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is what I suppose art does in making people visible, you know, yeah. in that way. Um, although there's some nice audio in there as well from Victoria Sen, who I came across quite recently at um, the UCL conference on trans. Um, they were playing some of Victoria's stuff, and um, I really liked that. That was actually. really nice. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. obviously, again, you want to think about exhibitions in terms of what what bodies are able to access those. Yeah. exhibitions and so it's good to have audio as well as visual stuff you know? yeah mm-hmm. yeah cool so great go see it i suggest Kiss my um, and yeah i suppose the other thing is like you know what you said about the research that found like so many people experience their gender as something other than purely man or woman i i think that's really important because my worry with this is it's you know they were saying maybe it's not doing so well yet and hopefully it will start right. doing better in pride season mm. um when that really kicks in but you know this is relevant to everybody this isn't yeah. just relevant to trans and non-binary people like we all have complex experiences of our gender mm. like the, i think everybody's gender shifts and changes through their life in terms of how they express it or experience it whether or not they change in terms of how they identify it yeah and i think a lot of us have you know plural experiences of our gender even if all of those pluralities are masculine or all of them are feminine mm. you know we have different sides to ourselves in different contexts yes. so you know i just hope that yeah people get beyond thinking oh well this isn't a relevant exhibition for me and realize they may find them they may be surprised at how relevant it is to them to think about gender in a more complex and nuanced kind of way yeah definitely Mm. i mean it's raising really um it's i think it's uh i think going to it is um like um a good thing to do in and of itself because uh I want to. I want there to be art in the world that is interesting and not just dead old men. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not just white guys. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm getting increasingly, you know, yeah. like the big exhibition at the Tate this summer is going to be Van Gogh. Yeah. It's going to be fucking rammed. And fine, Van Gogh. Yeah. But, you know, I also want to see, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. come on, Tate. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you. The galleries have to make money, I guess. Is yeah. Is, but but then uh, why are people more? Yeah. Why are people going to see Van Gogh? You know, not yeah. the Grace Fokina Kano. It's like you know, yeah. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Yes. Uh, back to our normal podcast next week. The next one that's going to come out is How to Make Friends. Oh, yeah, a nice. two-parter. Ah, two-parter. two-parter. Yes. It's a big one. Do get in touch with us if you'd like to hear us whitter on about anything or if you know, you're doing an excellent exhibition and would like us to come. You know, Maybe yeah. you want us to give us free tickets it's, so we don't have to pay I mean, 15 pounds. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we're not art reviewers, are we? <laughs> I, mean, I think I, we are now. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Okay then. Well, yeah, pals. we'll get back to we'll get back to rom coms next time. Yeah, <laughs> I feel uh, proper high art doing this one. Well arty. Yeah. Um, so, uh, dear gentle rough listener, smooth listener, smooth listener, velvety silky listener. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. Bye now. Bye. Bye.